Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, two, three. Hunt and Hill. Hunt Palmer. Jeremy Hill. Holding down the middle of the day. Live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge studio. It's Hunt and Hill. Now on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Hour two on a Friday, Hunt and Hill. Hope you're doing well. Hope your weekend is rapidly approaching, and we're trying to help you get to it. Kickoff hour number two here, headed back to the phone lines. Trent Vitmeyer, six years here in Baton Rouge as a member of the Tiger baseball team, came to a close last weekend in Hattiesburg. Trent, we appreciate some time. I mean, you've spent as much time in Louisiana as you have in Pennsylvania. Does this feel like home now? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I don't want you to think I'm that old. I got five years, you know, so <laughs> It's it's pretty close to six, but man, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world down here, man. I miscounted it. I, I counted seventeen, so eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yep, that's five years. There you go, five years down here in Baton Rouge. Um, what went into the decision for you to come back? Obviously, COVID granted you an extra year there. Uh, you could have moved on, uh, tried your luck at pro ball, gotten on with your life, but you decided to come back. Why? Well, you know, I I knew there was a fresh coaching staff coming in, and I didn't really have much conversation with them before, and. Uh, we had a couple behind the scenes, like Jamie Tucko, he's our video guy, and, and our, one of our equipment managers, Bongo. They texted me and they said, hey, what do you think, man? You know, this coach is pretty cool. I think you have a, you know, you have a fair shot at being a big guy for us this year. And I said, okay, you know, let me let me get in contact with him and all that. And I was actually, at the time, working with my dad. Um, we do a bunch of construction, concrete, all that stuff up there. So I was in the middle of that, and I got a phone call while I was in the machine. And uh, we started talking, me and Jay, and, and – it went from, you know, yeah, I'd love to come down and, you know, visit with you. I came down, I, I got engaged, you know, in uh, in August. And the same weekend I got engaged, I went in, I had a meeting with Jay, and uh, that was it, you know. It, it was pretty easy. I didn't want to quit playing baseball. You know, that's every kid's dream is to, to play as long as you can. And it comes to realization whenever you're, you know, my age is a 50-year guy, 23 years old, and you don't know how much baseball you have left. So it was definitely an easy decision for me to come back, no doubt. Well, you had a, a phenomenal senior season. We've had Paul Gervais and Josh Pearson on. Those are guys that the only thing they know at LSU is is Jay Johnson. What was the transition like from Paul Maneri to to a new head coach? You know, it was definitely it was weird. You know, and every, and every athlete that's went through that or had a, a coaching change is, is a little bit, um, you know, just a little bit. I don't want to say scared, but you know, like you, you go in not knowing what what to expect really, and that was something that I was not really worried about because like I said, I had my meeting on the phone with him and I had, I, I came and I met with him in person. So I didn't get a, you know, a bad vibe. from him. He's a great dude. I mean, unbelievable dude. He's definitely going to win a lot of championships here. No doubt. But as far as the transition, it wasn't really that hard. You know, Benary was a great guy. All props to them. They got me here, you know, four years prior to that. And it wasn't that hard, you know, just really getting to know new guys was the hardest part. Trent Vittmeyer is our guest here, Hunt and Hill. Uh, we have Jason Kelly on every Wednesday, and he's been uh, great with his time and giving us some really good answers. I'm curious as to your insight, uh, being a member of this staff this year, with uh, the non-traditional way that you all went about it, how difficult was it to kind of learn a role 
and to be prepared when your name was called. Right. Well, first of all, JK, man, that dude is an unbelievable guy. You know, he, he helped us all out individually um, as a team, you know, building a team aspect and, and, you know, having leaders on the team and, and pointing us out, whoever the leaders are to, to make sure things are, you know, running smoothly. But the role thing, we, it was weird because we, and, and you saw it all over Twitter, all over, you know, any media source that we, nobody had a role, you know, and, I guess I kind of was used to it because I've always been a bullpen guy. I have one start in my five years here, and that was in Oregon. But I just kind of took it as, hey, you know, I'm going to be – if I'm out to pen, cool. If I'm out to – you know, if I'm a starter, if I'm a closer, whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm cool with whatever. But a lot of the young guys, I had to kind of, you know, bring it to them to say, hey, you know, if not – don't stress about not being a starter. You know, like everybody thinks, oh, if you're a bullpen guy, you're not going to get a lot of innings, this, that. Well, relievers are – other than the first – four, five, six, maybe seven innings were the guys, you know? So I guess I just had to drill that into their head that, you know, Hey, this is, you know, being a reliever isn't like a bad thing. You know, it's, it's the best thing that happened to me ever. Uh, obviously I've never got to play baseball at a high level, but could you explain to the people out there, what's it like uh, pitching in postseason baseball, especially in a high leverage situation? <laughs> Electric. That's the only way to really explain it. You know, um, we were down, you know, I've, I've been through five years of this stuff, and every time I can tell you, every time I pitched in, in both regular season and postseason, but postseason there's just something special. You know, you're playing for for all the older guys. Number one, I mean, I could go back to my freshman year, whenever it was, you know, Bo Jordan and Brian Bryce, and you know, all those guys, and even sophomore year with Clay, and, and you start to really realize, you know, how precious this game is. Whenever it comes down to the last couple games of the year, you know, there's not a year we all look like big tough guys, whatever you want out on the field, but there's, there's heartfelt things in there whenever, you know, it comes to an end. And it's really just more so the fact that, you know, it's going to end, but you just don't know when is is what really eats at you as a player. What got into you in that Tennessee outing over in Hoover? (laughs) You know, man, uh, (laughs) Tennessee, they're a great ball club. I've nothing there, you know, obviously, and it shows, I mean, Vitello totally changed that program around. I remember in, 2018, you know, we they came here and I believe we swept them or we took two out of three against them. And he changed that program around. And and and, and last year, I mean, uh, I had a little uh, little I don't want to say incident, but a little you know, whenever I got done pitching that game, the last game of the year last year, uh, fans are tough out there, man. You know, and I'll never I'll never bow down to a fan and people who are outside the gate unless it's you know good things to say or whatever. And I. I don't know, man. You know, it was just a personal thing for me, and uh, I knew I had to go out there and give every last drop that I had. So that was the main thing going into that thing. And, and we knew that we needed pitchers for the next couple of days. So I knew it was ride or die for me. And that was the, that was the outcome of that. Chatting with Trent Vittmeyer, former Tiger pitcher, just finished up his college career. Um, we sit here uh, the last three weeks of the season. We're crunching RPI numbers. We're scoreboard watching. We're looking at host projections and all that kind of stuff. Do the players look at that? You've played in home regional. You've played in road regionals. Um, do the players look at that day-to-day, or do you all just play and see where the dice fall? You know, once a week, normally once a week, maybe twice a week, depending on, you know, whenever we have a team meeting. We always went in, and, and Jay had it written out on the board. You know, he always said, you know, okay, here we are right now. Here's what our, you know, the record was never really a, a big deal for us. You know, it was just play game by game. You know, every game is just as important as the next one or the one before that. And we kind of had the aspect of it, you know, where we were at and what we were doing. But we knew 
we kind of had like a sense of comfort of that we were going to make postseason, you know. So it wasn't really last year. It was different because we were like, okay, this we might be done after SEC tournament and everything. But this year, we kind of didn't really worry about it because we knew that we were going to be in postseason. That's that's really what you play for, and all you know. When you do radio long enough, you start to hear rumors. And uh, I heard a little rumor today that you uh, used to be a little defensive end in, uh, back in your day, a little football. Is that true, Trent? Yeah, yeah. I lettered, uh, I lettered two years at Montour High School back in Pittsburgh and uh, got a couple small school offers and stuff. And, and I talked to, you know, a couple, couple other schools too, Michigan and UCLA and all them. And I, I said, man, it's either it's either play football and get my brains beat in, or walk out of baseball with just a just a little sore arm, a little bit, you know. So I, I ended up not playing my senior year. But man, high school football, you both you both probably know. I don't know if both of y'all played or what what the deal was, but nothing beats high school football. You know, Friday nights, the lights and everything. And but yeah, I mean, I second team, second team all conference, whatever. And it was it was a fun ride playing football. And I miss it actually. That's one sport that I miss a lot. What's next for you? I don't know, man. You know, uh, I'm hoping, you know, every kid's dream is to get drafted, but I know that my playing time probably might be, like, might be shortcut, you know, and I had a, a summer ball or not summer ball. Whenever I was growing up, a travel ball coach, you know, coach B Hill. And with Marucci, I played with him and he said, you know, every baseball player's hourglass runs out, you know, and that sand will always drop to the bottom at some time. So I understand that. And, you know, I'd be blessed enough to get drafted by a team. I'd be, you know, I'd be happy. And, but, I don't know. I just feel like baseball is not done for me, you know, and, and, and this place is a really special place. And if there was ever any type of coaching job or, or something along the aspects of LSU, you know, to do with them, I think I would love to end up doing that. Well, you certainly saved your best for last. 20 appearances this year, 2.28 ERA. You were, you were awesome, and this has been a blast. Uh, whatever's next, best of, best of luck. And uh, let's do this again soon, Trent. Absolutely, man. I appreciate the call. Thanks for having me. Trent Vittmeyer, a former Tiger pitcher who, who was really, really good this year. I, I said this uh, at the top of the show, and I, I do believe it. I, I think I think he could have been used a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that the, that the staff did. Uh, they trusted you know their guys with, with Cooper and Gervais uh, at the end of games, and um, they certainly trusted Razelman in, in big spots. And I think Vittmeyer was right there in that class um, and sometimes wasn't necessarily used that way, but he was – he was great, and he, he said he was he was working construction with his dad. Yeah. They kind of over, and then got the call. Hey, why don't you why don't you come on back and check it out? Plus, he cracked a few heads at uh, defensive end and got some calls from some big name schools. So, hey, look, yeah, I mean, we all saw the way he pitched uh, against Tennessee. You you see a guy pitching like that against that lineup, you definitely want to see that guy out there on the bump a little more. And yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, football man holds a special place. It's the reason why it's number one Uno down here in Louisiana. It was a special place, and a lot of people sorry. It's cool to see that. It does the same for Trent as well. So all the best to Trent. We appreciate a little bit of his time. We are counting you down to the weekend here on a Friday edition of Hunt and Hill. Serving up the latest from the sports world, it's Hunt and Hill. The NBA Finals are here, and so is your chance to score big on FanDuel Sportsbook. Throughout the NBA Finals, FanDuel is giving new customers $200 in free bets, guaranteed when you first your first $5 bet. Bet the money line, point spreads, player props, and so much more. Plus, you can combine your bets for an even bigger payday with same-game parlay. I'm looking at this odds boost for the Finals tonight. It's called the Dr. Disrespect Super Boost. If Wiggins has 15 points, Clay Thompson makes two threes or more, and Draymond Green has four or more assists, it's going to pay plus 150. I like the odds. I think that's pretty good. And you just heard Jeremy say, if you're new to FanDuel, you haven't downloaded it, you get 200 bucks in free bets, you just place a $5 bet. I'd go ahead and 
make that happen over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So join today with the promo code 1045ESPN. Turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets, win or lose. Make every game feel like Game 7 with the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. Must be 21 and present in Louisiana. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit is required. Bonus issued is a non-withdrawable free bet that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. You're someone who has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-877-770-STOP. And Hill, 104.5 ESPN, Baton Rouge. Thanks to Trent Vittmeyer. Appreciate him for jumping on. Obviously, a guy who thought maybe his baseball playing days were over and got one more shot at and made the most of it. He was awesome for LSU this year, and I thought he was very, very good with us just there. So if you missed it, 104.5 ESPN.com. Also, tell you every single day, we still got uh, our Spotify and Apple Podcasts channels. They're up and running, so if you want to catch our content that way, you can do it. Search Hunt and Hill use the old ampersand there in the middle, and you will find us. Uh, we'd love it if you liked it, subscribed to it, reviewed it, rated it positively, if you would. And all those of you on YouTube, you can throw us a like, too. We certainly appreciate all of that. NBA Finals tonight. Um, I, I This has been a good series. These teams are good. And I as... Last year just didn't do a lot for me. Uh, just not my not my cup of tea. Bubble was stupid. I don't think I watched the dribble of the bubble, quite honestly. Um, but this it, these two teams are good, Jeremy. They've got my attention. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's two really, really evenly matched teams. And, you know, the pedigree the Warriors bring with their championship DNA. And to me, uh, the Celtics, man, their defense has been so impressive uh, throughout this playoffs now. Them turning it over and sometimes their offensive production isn't always there. But when they're whole and they're healthy and they got smart out there and they got Williams out there, they're playing defense at high level, and we all know the shooters that Steph and, and Clay are to be. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a series. I think it's going to go down to the wire. Um, I, I don't see a world where, you know, Boston finishes this in five or anything. I think this is probably going seven games. They're going to go back and forth. It's going to teeter to the end. Um, I, we know Boston hangs his hat on defense, and we know that the, the, best, um, the best offense at times to watch is Golden State. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on Boston's offense week in, game in and game out. It, it just it seems like sometimes they go into a deep freeze. It happened too often for my taste against mm-hmm. Miami. Um, I, I I wonder if there's another game in there where they they score 89 points. Like, do you <laughs> think that's coming at some point? I kind of do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for for the Celtics, their team when they're not turning it over and their turnovers aren't high. Um, there, that's when their defense can t- uh, can you know kind of take over games and obviously give them extra possessions. They can score off turnovers. Um, they've been a team where if Jason Tatum isn't going, we've seen him kind of be back and forth. He shot a, an extremely low percentage for this series. Um, I think it's right in their wheelhouse. I think the only way they can avoid that is if they continue to play defense at the level they're playing and not turn it over. And it's the Warriors. I think they'll make adjustments and they're going to keep battling. They're not just going to lay down. So I would have to agree with you. There. I think they have one more low output out there for them. I got some bets for you on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Going to toss these your way. Uh, I'm looking for some good odds, I think, as opposed to trying to catch some even money stuff. So trying to catch a, a short short bet for a long payday. Any player to have a triple-double tonight, it's plus 950. That is 
huge odds. Sheesh, I, I don't love that for this series. I, I mean, I realize that Draymond's probably the only guy that does that, and he like flirts around ten with all of them. But plus nine fifty, some pretty good odds. I guess there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, that's a reason. What when you're dealing with teams uh, like both of these teams, who really doesn't have a guy with that high usage rates. Uh, the Warriors have multiple guys that'll bring it down the floor. Uh, also, the Celtics, they have multiple guys bringing it down the floor. They don't have that one guy. So I, I see why the odds are so high. It's going to be very, very difficult, especially with both defenses, for one guy to, to really you know fill the box score up like All that. Right, I got a shorter odds, but still one that I like. Steph Curry to score six points in every quarter. Don't love that. One. It's don't plus three forty. Yeah, that's the reason why. I don't love it. It's a risky. I mean, now is it like is it you know possible? Yeah, Steph can fill it up, but you know with the way you know Steve Kerr takes him out, he rests him like six minutes into the second quarter. I just yeah, I don't I don't love it that He's much. Got to come in, <laughs> knock down a couple of threes, get on down the road. Yeah, I mean, look, if you got, you know, five bucks, if you want to jump on that, jump on the FanDuel Sportsbook and lay that down. I'd probably lay something like that down on something like that. All right, here's a monster payout that I think is fascinating. If Steph Curry has the most points in the game, Al Horford has the most rebounds in the game, Mm -hmm. and Jason Tatum has the most assists in the game, it pays plus 1,500. Ooh, yeah, I mean, oh, we got him. We may have got him on that's, the hook. That's that's one I actually could see happening. I think you know they're looking at last game. Tatum led the team in assists, and Horford was second in rebounds in, in that game. And then uh, what, what was the other one? The, it was assists, rebounds. So Horford and Steph yeah. on the points, and then Tatum on the assists. Yeah, I, I, if all the three you said, I would probably lay something on that one. I like it. Plus fifteen hundred. We finally got Jeremy's pocketbooks open. I uh, got Jalen Brown's points over under twenty four and a half. Mm, that's right on the line right there. Oh, I mean, that's wow. That's Sounds like Vegas knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. Um, I'd probably take the over on that. I think with the way I've been seeing Tatum score it um, and, and the, really the Warriors not really having to answer for Brown, yeah, I'll take the over. So and they're, 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 that one you have to lay lay both. It's, it's minus 104 on the over and minus 118 on the under. Um, so you got to lay money either way. Steph's was interesting to me, and I, I looked at it specifically this morning just because of the injury and kind of Vegas will know, like they'll know what he feels like. And the over-under is 28 and a half, which is is high. And you can win money on the over. It's plus 102. You got to lay a dollar 24 to, to hit the under. I, I would go under there because I just, I'm not, maybe there's nothing to the injury at all. Yeah. But I would I would err on that side. Yeah, I mean, to me, until you see that guy back, I mean, we know he finished the game and uh, probably not in the most impressive fashion. But yeah, I, I would stay away. I, I got killed on one of those, you know, over under bets with my boy Stafford when he was on the Lions. They had a like disrespectful passing yards. It was like two hundred and twenty five passing yards for the whole game, and then he got hurt the first series of the game. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I, I'm staying away from these, staying away from these. I don't so think injuries, they knew that was yeah, gonna happen, yeah, injuries. I'm staying away from. That's this. something nope. you always have to factor in with those player totals. That was like so. So when we were looking at the FanDuel, um, it was when they were they just rolled out and they were giving away all that promo stuff. And I, I downloaded it on my wife's phone. I said, look, you now have a hundred free dollars to bet as a part of downloading it. Like, what are you gonna do? She looked through every single like parlay. I explained everything to her and told her all this kind of stuff. And she finally just landed on Burrow MVP. I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, it's like we had so many things that we looked at, and and uh, and we I talked about how you know, sometimes people can get hurt and it can't happen. And that was one of the things we talked about. But she did not win any money on that, nor did I. I was over two on that. Um, so the MVP odds uh, have been moving game to game, as you might expect. And right now, 
I think it's ridiculous that Jalen Brown is plus four ten. Jason Tatum is minus one ten. You have to you have to lay money to, for Tatum. Brown to me has been clearly mm-hmm. the more important player and and most outstanding player of these finals, and he's still plus four ten. I think that's great great odds. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great odds too. And I think a lot of times the the finals MVP is definitely popularity a little bit to do with that. You don't really have right. to have the greatest of greatest series if you're the best player on the team and it's worldwide renowned that you're that guy. They're probably going to hand it to you. But the way Brown's been playing this series, I think he's definitely been outplaying Tatum. He's been a lot more consistent. Now I would probably take something on Brown because I like those odds. Yeah, and it's um. I mean, Iguodala won it, which gives you a little bit of hope that it doesn't have to be the guy whose name is is on the marquee when you mm-hmm. show up. But I, I thought that was that was interesting to me. It's because Tatum is is minus one ten. That says obviously that they favor the Celtics to win the series. The, the odds would tell you that as well. Steph is plus one ninety, but Jalen Brown's third. Marcus Smart, I don't know that I love to play there. It's plus five fifty. Um, but th- th- there's no one else for the Warriors. Um, until you get way down to Clay Thompson at plus twelve thousand, so he would have <laughs> no to go bananas. But if you want to put five bucks on it and think you might cash <laughs> cash a big payday, uh, you might. Let, let's. What does that pay if you put five dollars on yeah, Clay Thompson? Times, times see if he 000. went nuts. Let's see. Five dollars to win six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not a bad. <laughs> so hey, okay, why you not? want to just lay a couple of bucks and hope Clay Clay scores forty the next three games? It may be worth a look. So I, I enjoy looking through the odds um, because. They change every day, and they change during the game. So if you want a little entertainment on a uh, on a on a Friday night, maybe you know crack open a beverage and live bet the game. It's uh, it can be a lot of fun. So tonight's line um, is four. The Celtics are favored by four. Where do you lean there? I dusted you in game yeah, three. You got me. Got me game three. I'm gonna stick with the Warriors, man. I think the Warriors cover. I'll take the points. <sighs> they, they, they've been uh, they've not been looking great, but I'm gonna stick with my first pick. Stick with my first line. I like the points, but I might like Boston to win. I think I, I think we're gonna be in for a good game tonight. The Celtics have a, I mean the the Warriors have a real sense of urgency tonight. They really need to win this game. I think with their pedigree and their ability to to score, like I wouldn't say they're done if they lose, but they're on life support. Yeah. Um. And and, and the Celtics can obviously put this thing in a chokehold if they get it done. I would take uh, I would take the the points, but not feel as good about it. Over under two fourteen. Two fourteen. One oh five. One ten. Um, I hate the over unders, man, because you just they're so yeah. wacky. Um, you can, take you the, can get I'll a Celtics take, clunker like you yeah, got problems. I'll take the I'll take the under there. I, I think they've been playing a lot of basketball. These teams are going to make a lot of adjustments defensively. I'll take the under. And if I gave you $50 to bet on the series right now, I'll tell you what that would pay. If you bet $50 on the Celtics, you would get about... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's 
like 23 back ish. But if you bet 50 on the Warriors, you would get about 93. Where would I'll you take, lay I'll that? take my first mind. It's not it's not three one yet. So yep. they they find a way to tie it up two two. I feel really really great about that pick. So yeah, I'll go with the Warriors. All right, I think that's uh, I like that. I'm pulling for the Warriors quite honestly. Um, I don't dislike either team. I don't really dislike anybody on either team. I think Draymond has that <laughs> that Tennessee Volunteers uh, oh, chip on his shoulder that doesn't necessarily have to come out all the time, but yeah. that that. It only annoys me when he gets a technical. If he just plays hard and talks, I think it's fine. Then when they throw a technical at him, I'm like, well, you can't, you can't do that. But uh, <laughs> I, I just prefer to watch the Warriors play. I do like defense. I love defense in college basketball. But I just like watching them shoot. And they did that in the third quarter uh, in the last game, and it was a treat to watch. But I'm, I'm pulling for the Warriors. Do you have a rooting interest? No, no you rooting interest. I mean, selector. you're a Lakers me, guy. You don't hate the Celtics. Me, we got the Warriors in our division. We got the Celtics yeah. trying to pass up in championships. Like if they both can just tie and just you know give each other a, a draw, that'd be great. But no, no rooting interest at all. I'll tell you about the rad dad drawing that we've got going on right now. Um, the entries are done, but the voting now begins. So the voting is open at 1045ESPN.com. It's the rad dad contest. So go to the website uh, and choose which photo you love the most of dads doing dad things. Uh, on the 16th of June, so next week, we will crown our winner with a full day guided offshore pitching trip for up to six people out of Grand Isle with Double J Charters and a 20-quart Gator Cooler. That's courtesy of Mallard Bay. Plus, on top of all that, you get a Father's Day gift of meats from Bedar Supermarket Deli. So cast your vote now at 1045ESPN.com. If you submitted something, go ahead and tell everyone to go to 1045ESPN and vote so you can win that chartered fishing trip your cooler, and your meats. We appreciate all those sponsors for hanging out with us. Looking up at the scoreboard, Texas hit two mammoth home runs in the last half, ending the Hispanic Titanic with a <laughs> ridiculous tank to left field. He stood and watched it for a while. So Texas has cut into the lead. It is to 7-4, Texas and East Carolina. We'll keep you updated here for the next 30 minutes. Hope your Friday is rolling along nicely. Hunting Hill's rolling along nicely. We'll come back next. Hunt Palmer. Jeremy Hill. Hunt and Hill. LWCC is telling you about their champions of Louisiana. LWCC wants to elevate and celebrate the champions of our great state. And this month is Four Sisters Rice. Yeah, we're so happy to tell you guys about Four Sisters Rice. Four Sisters Rice is taking a little grain and making a big difference in the world. They're located in Murrows, Louisiana. This family-owned, operated rice company, they've been an economic driver in their region since their father founded the Kennedy Rice Mill. The Four Sisters launched the company to provide good food for families across Louisiana and beyond. Food is more than what you put on the plate. It nourishes your soul. The Four Sisters are changing the face of agriculture with four female owners and open up possibilities for future female farmers. LWCC promotes these champions, Louisiana. They highlight their efforts to ensure the future of our great state is bright. If you know a champion of Louisiana, whether it's a person or a business doing great things in our great state, head on over to lwcc.com backslash Louisiana loyal and nominate them. They can be a champion of Louisiana, and we'll talk about them right here on Hunt and Hill. Go to lwcc.com backslash Louisiana loyal because LWCC is Louisiana loyal. This is Hunt and Hill on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. 
occurs to me that uh, two of the teams that LSU played in Houston in the in the uh, Shriners College Classic are in Super Regionals. Uh, Oklahoma will be playing Virginia Tech. Tigers played them on Friday. Jordan Thompson walked them off, and the Tigers got Texas on Saturday. It didn't go so hot. Uh, Baylor wasn't any good this year, but uh, some good opponents that LSU was playing over there in Houston. Speaking of the uh, Shriners College Classic, Tennessee was there as well, uh, and Tennessee in the recruiting news for the transfer portal today. Shortstop Maui Ahuna, who I talked about yesterday from Kansas, nearly hit 400 this year, led him in steals, played a really good shortstop as a very draftable player for next year. But man, that's a guy that LSU is going to be in the mix on. He's going to Tennessee, headed to Rocky Top. So disappointing that LSU misses out on a big transfer piece there. But there are so many big names in the transfer portal. They keep going, keep going, keep going. LSU is going to be able to, to field a really good team, and they're going to be helped in the transfer portal for sure. Um a couple things I want to hit in this segment that are kind of just scattered all over the place, so we're just going to kind of cram them in here. Arch Manning's in Baton Rouge. Does that excites you at all? <laughs> uh, I guess a little bit. It doesn't get to move, need him moving that much. I just don't see how likely it is for him to, you know, come to LSU, especially Walker Howard being a year before him. But you never know, man. Transfer portal things get wacky. It's so hard to predict you know, some of these things. But I think Bo Nix Manziel will be at Oregon right now. It's like you can go on and on with some of these quarterback decisions. It's just like what uh, got into him in Tiger <laughs> Stadium last year? Is that the biggest disappointment? I mean, he was so mediocre for three years, and all of a sudden he comes to Tiger Stadium, and we can't tackle him. Look, that's that's the thing, man. It's that's why I say this transfer portal. You got starting quarterbacks with starting jobs earned for their programs, and they still want to go somewhere else or whatever. Yeah, reason. there's so, one in Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it, it works both ways. I mean, we got Jaden Daniel in town. I mean, uh, I didn't think he'd be leaving Arizona State, but now you know he's here. So, uh, with the but back to Arch, I think you know it, it, I'm not going to value too much of what's going to go on here. Uh, let's see if he's happy wherever he decides to go, <laughs> and then we'll see where he ends up. It's kind of like you got to wait until all their eligibilities up at this point. It's like where is he going to be next? So we'll see. But I just don't think he's going to LSU. I went on. You mentioned Walker Howard. I went on Chuck Oliver's show as I said in the first hour at 10:15 this morning, and he started asking me about quarterbacks, and I said, Chuck, like I could give you an answer, like sure. I, it would be made up, and I have no idea. Like Usually, I have a, a reasonable hold on where we're headed with the quarterback thing. As far as LSU goes, I, I don't I don't have a clue. It, it would not shock me at all if any of the three of those guys were the quarterback. So I was like, yeah. like I could get, I could, I could make a compelling case for all three if you if I had to just come up with an answer. But the truthful answer, as I sit here in the middle of of June, is I don't know the answer. I can't. Yeah. Even, I can't recall when it was like that here. Yeah, I mean, I think, really, you know, especially since Nick Saban there, you can kind of pencil in the starter who the starter was going to be. You know, during fall camp, there's may have been a few quarterback battles that I can think of, but for the most part, you kind of had that guy sign, seal, and deliver. You knew who the guy was going to be going into the next season. I think this year, uh, it's probably been as open as it it's as it's ever been. Uh, when you kind of look at, it. I think really the only guy you can kind of rule out is Walker. I think they're going to you know keep the training wheels on him and. You know, let him yeah. really learn and grow as he goes. But um, for the other three guys, I think they're all going to be on short leashes. <laughs> There's a game you start out, you're turning the ball over, fumbling it. Um, I don't think they ride it out with any of those guys. I think it's going to be a ever-revolving door. And uh, to me, those that's not a great thing for a football team. Who do you think is going to be the quarterback? I'll just put you on the spot. We're going to talk about it 409,000 times, but just give yeah. me a name. First game, Florida State. Uh, Who's going out there for I the think, first game? Uh, I think it's going to be Miles Brennan. I, th- I think it's going to be Miles Brennan. I-, I would love to see Garrett Nussmeyer get the get the round, get the you know get the keys to the kingdom, and uh, kind of get going that way. But I think it's going to be Miles. 
Uh, just his, you know, understanding of offenses and being around college football for so long. Um, I, I think he's going to get the nod and be the guy that they tried out there against Florida State. Look, I said on Chuck's show, look, if you make me throw a dart against the wall, I'll say Nussmeyer. But I, he could be third, for all I know. <laughs> yeah. He could transfer out before the season opener, yeah. and I'd be just as, just as well, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he transferred before the season or he started the first game. That's, that's where I am on the quarterback situation. Texas keeps hitting homers. Yeah. Uh, they, they just hit another one. They were down 7-2. to They've hit three solo shots. The ball is flying out of the ballpark at East Carolina. It is 7-5. to East Carolina and Texas has a base runner on. It is uh, it's crunch time up there in East Carolina for these two teams. Game one of the Supers. Uh, I saw that Hunter Renfro got paid by the Raiders today. And I, then I saw a funny meme on the internet that, pardon my take, from Barstool put out that was like, these guys play the same position. It was a picture of like Hunter Renfro like goofing off in a T-shirt. And it was DK Metcalf who's like <laughs> shredded and, and looks like a, 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 a transformer. Like, it's nuts. He was certainly a really good player at Clemson, really productive. Obviously made a huge play in Tampa that they got Clemson their first national championship. I didn't figure he was going to factor in very much at the NFL level. Does that surprise you? Uh, no, it doesn't surprise me because I think he, he's playing the slot position now. If you yeah. were to ask Hunter Renfro to go on the outside against number one corners week in and week out and you know try to be a number one guy, I think no. I think that's where I could see where people are like, well, no, I don't see that. But um, he's one of the best route runners from the slot. It's very, very hard to do when he has a two-way go and – is a really, really great route runner. So uh, to say he's doing the damage he's been doing in the slot uh, in the NFL, it doesn't, it's not too shocking for me. Renfro, Waller, Devontae Adams, that's – nobody's yeah. going to talk about the Raiders because yeah. you immediately go to the Chargers and you go to the Broncos and then you've got the incumbent Chiefs. But, like, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, if they're, if they're in a different division, you probably would talk about them. But yeah. in that division, nobody is. Yeah, no, that division is probably going to be the most fun football we've seen in a long time. So many quarterbacks that have played. A lot of 3 o'clock games yeah. on, on Sundays <laughs> around here. Yeah, so all those quarterbacks are really, really either going and up and coming or we've seen them play at a high level for a long time. So uh, you know that division is going to be tough. But to me, yeah, Raiders are a sneaky team, a team that just made the playoffs last year that I think is not getting enough love. So, yeah, when you look at you know their receiver room and getting you know, Jacobs back, in the backfield, um, they're going to be a team that you got to look out for. So Devontae Adams said that uh, David Carr is basically Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you think about that? Oh, man. Like, I mean, being at their college teammates and, you know, they got that brotherly love and all that stuff. You know, I, I see it. You know, I've been in that position before. We got to just take up for your guys. But, you know, that's almost a realm of blasphemous. You know, he's getting the, getting the blasphemy <laughs> meter pretty high there, Devontae. I know you're trying to support your guy, but – there's not many, many Aaron Rodgers walking around. I mean, Deuce dude's back-to-back MVP is about to be 40 years old. So, no, no, sir. No, sir, Mr. Carr. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, he's a fine quarterback. He's just not He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's just, I mean, I, sometimes when people say things, it impresses me that they don't just laugh in the press conference because it's so <laughs> dumb to say. Nobody believes you when you say that. It's like these guys at the Live Golf press conferences that answer these questions, and they know that no one believes what you're saying. We all know that you're just there for the money, not because you want to change golf. Right? It's like, but just say what you 
what you mean. And yeah. it's it just that's kind of what, what he gets on. So there's your there's your grab bag of topics from Arch Manning <laughs> to LSU quarterbacks to Hunter Renfro <laughs> to all, we're going all over the place. Um, and Texas uh, trails seven to five in game one of that super up at East Carolina. We will take one more timeout. We will come back and close up a week of Hunt and Hill. This is Hunt and Hill. Hill, Hill. On 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Reliable Roofing and Construction. Check them out at ReliableRoofingBR.com. Yeah, so happy to tell you guys about Reliable Roofing, a family-run and owned and operated residential roofing company. They've been in business since 2008 with over 30 years of roofing experience. I'll head over to ReliableRoofingBR.com right now, and they've got everything that you could need. They'll tell you about their company, that it was built here in Baton Rouge, that they are here for the long haul and want to serve their community. They'll give you an example of some of the projects that they have done. They'll give you a chance to review or read the reviews. You can contact them right there. Plus, they've got a video of all of the roofing stuff that they have done here in our state. Their quality is quality that you can trust. You deserve the highest grade of shingles. You deserve a crew that's going to clean up after themselves. And you deserve a five-year labor warranty, which they do on every single one of their roofing jobs. Storm season's here. Make sure your roof is in good shape. Get a roofing specialist from Reliable Roofing out there. They'll let you know if something needs to be done. And when it's done, you know that Lionel is going to visit the site because he visits every single site that his crews work on. Reliable Roofing and Construction. You can catch them on Instagram at Reliable Roofing LLC. You can catch them online at ReliableRoofingBR.com. Hunt and Hill, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Some pretty big news in college baseball. Um, yeah, I was I had to check this, but it is right. Uh, Mike Martin at Florida State, the winningest coach in the history of Division One college baseball. He was the head coach at Florida State from... Let's see. Where are the... There we go. Uh, from 1980 to 2019. So 40 years, and of course they won the Super Regional here in Baton Rouge in his final year, went up to Omaha. His son, Mike Martin Jr., took over after that season and was let go today at Florida State. So he will uh, he will no longer be in charge. So nobody, a, not a non-Mike Martin will be the head coach of Florida State next year for the first time since 1979. Um, and the interesting thing there is that it sounded like Tommy Tanks, Tommy White, the big slugger from NC State, was probably headed to Florida State, close to home, and now that may be not the case because uh, Mike Martin Jr., no longer the head coach there at Florida State. More transfer portal news. Uh, Giovanni Giacomo, that was not even close. <laughs> Giovanni Giacomo uh, announced yesterday that he will be entering the transfer portal, uh, and Brennan Holt had done so earlier as well. Brennan Holt just announced via Twitter, of course, the Parkview standout who was on the LSU baseball team this year. He is headed to Stillwater to join Oklahoma State and their program up there. Uh, they were a really good offensive team this year in Stillwater. And Brennan Holt, who is a speedster and was a great player on an awesome Parkview team last year, will get a second shot up there in Stillwater. Let's do some take it or leave it. Mr. Hill, I'll start things off. Steven Jackson on FS1 said the key move for Steve Kerr to make to give the Warriors an edge against the Celtics, got to sit Draymond Green because he's a liability on both ends of the floor. Draymond to the bench puts the Warriors over the top. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Oh man, um, actually, I'll, I'll take it, man. I'll, I'll take it. I'll Are you serious? It. I think uh, I, I have to, man, because uh, to me, I, I think Draymond really—he's—he's he's really crushing them right now because the way the Celtics are guarding all the action, 
on the three-point line with Steph. They're just leaving him wide open. They're blitzing Steph. They're double-teaming, and it's making it really tough because he's not shooting open shots. He's not attacking the basket, and he's fouling out on the defensive end. He's not giving you anything. So uh, benching him for the entire game, I wouldn't say, but I would definitely uh, lower his minutes and give some other guys some marks. I think Kaminga coming off the bench, a long, athletic guy that can probably help them more. Than Draymond's doing, but yeah, I, I could see Draymond getting less minutes because he's been more to distraction, actually helping his team win basketball games. I did not see that answer coming. <laughs> I'll be quite honest. There you go. All right, White Sox manager Tony Larusa. He decided to walk Trey Turner of the Dodgers with a one-two count last night. Max Muncie hit a three-one homer two pitches later to take control of the game, intentionally walking a batter with a one-two count. Take it or leave it. Leave. This was so bad. <laughs> and then Larusa gets in the post game and he says, "Do you all know what Trey Turner hits against left-handed pitching? Of course, Trey's right-handed. Do you know what Muncie hits against left-handed pitching? He tried to defend it. And look, I understand the statistics of that decision. It's already one and two, and Muncie is not a bum. He's one of the best hitters in the National League. Like, you cannot put an extra guy on base and then pitch him, especially when you had two strikes on Turner. That is indefensible. The White Sox had one of the most talented teams in all of baseball entering last year." Um, they won a lot of games in spite of Larusa. Injuries have crippled them this year with just about every star on that team. Uh, so it's not just Larusa's fault, but there's that was a terrible hire for a, a veteran team, and they're getting what they they deserve for that. I very much dislike the White Sox because of how much they dislike the Cubs. Paul Carrollson was their announcer for a bajillion years, and he hated the Cubs and said it on the air all the time, so I don't like him either. I'm glad the White Sox are failing miserably. Russo's managed, I wasn't around for the A's, he's managed the Cardinals and the White Sox. Those are the two teams I dislike probably the most, so I'm glad they're failing. <laughs> Look, Leah Vance not going to take too happy of that. You know she's the biggest yeah, she, White well, Sox. I mean, that, was, the- that broke my heart when Leah said that. When she said she preferred guaranteed rate, which, come on now, Wrigley? Wrigley! I can't wait to get there in a couple months. Um, all right, my turn now. Running back of uh, Texas, Bijan Robinson, says hearing the consistent 5-7 and seven talk from outside brings a huge motivation to that team for the upcoming season. Texas will be back next year. Take it or leave it. I'm leaving that. I, like that. <laughs> I mean, that's one team that I, I will know. I say there's some people in sports you never bet against. That's a team I'll always bet against. Texas, they got me going. I think that's what it was. Last year, they got me going. I'm thinking, okay, you beating ULL, you know, the fighting Napiers. We're getting rolling here, baby. And then you just get your face beat in by Arkansas, and then we kind of knew what happened after that. And then you just give up a huge lead to Oklahoma. Like, what are we doing, Texas? So, I know they got the Stark era started. I know they, you know, everyone's putting their horns up again, but I just don't see it, man, especially when they get, you know, get a taste of the SEC. So, yeah, it's Texas, stay horned down. That's what we need to keep it. A taste of the SEC may come with Arch Manning. We'll see how that goes. All right, last one here. Quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes. He received a $150,000 car from a Bentley dealership in Canton, Ohio. Driving around a hundred fifty dollar thousand dollar car on a college campus. Take it or leave it. I'll take it, man. You're give it to me for free, and I can cruise around. I think that'd be a pretty good little deal. Uh, I personally was handling the the ninety nine Explorer. It did me well. It maybe got me to all the different football games: Gainesville, Lexington, Knoxville, all over the place. The uh, the the Maroon Explorer got it done. But if they want to give me a hundred fifty thousand dollar Bentley to drive around, I'm probably gonna gonna make that happen. Uh, so that sounds like a, a good gig. I mean. I don't know that I would probably properly take care of a $150,000 car. Probably too many fast food wrappers and, you know, people in the back with a bunch of beers spilled everywhere, pizza and dirty clothes and swimsuits that were stayed in the car too long and stunk everything up. I mean, there's some issues with me driving around a $150,000 car, but I'd probably take it. 
Yeah, I think you have to take it. I mean, to me, as a college kid, I'm thinking about the maintenance, the oil checks, and all that stuff. So that goes. I think wrong if they're in. giving you the car, they're going to do the maintenance. You can bring that thing right on in. Now that we got, now that's not against the rules. We got name, image, and likeness. Hey. He's a representative. You got, they got to take care of that. Well, now the gas. That's another issue. We got a problem with that. Yeah, look, well, if they're taking care of the maintenance, and look, sign me up right away. I couldn't imagine. I had my little beat up in Paula trying to make it from point A to point B. But if we get get the Bentley status going, then, hey, you got to take the Bentley. All right. So OTB this morning had a tier list. It's gone nuts on Twitter. Fast food restaurants. They had the S tier, which is the best, at Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, and Whataburger. If I'm going best fast food, for me, I'm a Shreveport boy. Everybody calls it Texas, but we grew up with it. I prefer the Whataburger cheeseburger to any other fast food place. What's the best fast food restaurant? What's your S-tier best fast food joint? All right, my S tier, maybe it's gonna get a little controversy with one of the one of the restaurants in there, but hey, I mean it's fast food. You can just walk in there. So I'm gonna go Chick-fil-A. Everybody loves Chick-fil-A. I'm going to go Chick-fil-A in t- Tier S. I'm going to go Five Guys in Tier S. See, I don't know and why man. they put Five Guys in there. <laughs> yeah. Five Guys is a fantastic cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. It's not a fast food restaurant. All right, then I got to come. And then I'll go Raisin Cane's for the last right. one. I got to go a little Raisin Cane's Look, for the last one. I'm not going to complain about Cane's. Casey over there giving you the knob. He's giving you the <laughs> approval. Yeah, it's, uh, Look, it's not a bad top three right there. Yeah, I mean, they, they had, they, it was funny. If you, if you missed it, go to uh, at 104.5 ESPN on Twitter, and you can catch uh, – Catch their tier list. Uh, I got some beef with some of it. Taco Bell's trash, and they've got it <laughs> at the top. I can't believe they they would stoop that low, but they, they certainly did. Um, let's go to our Citizens Bank poll question of the day. We have it here on Hunton Hill every single day. And I wanted to ask this question to see what the reaction would be because Pulmonary caught so much heat when he had a great regular season and things didn't go the way that they were supposed to go in the postseason. Um, and I think people weigh the postseason a little bit too much. In baseball, I was curious if they would here. question is, who did a better coaching job this year? Is it Jay Johnson, who inherited a roster that was light on pitching and put it together, won 17 league games, and was right there to win the regional and didn't get it done? Or is it Mike Bianco, who had the preseason number one team, a team that was number one in the country, entering, uh, in, entering SEC play? They barely made the tournament and are now in super regional play. Got 90 votes for this. 25%, 24% say Mike Bianco did a better job, and 76% say that Jay Johnson did a better job. I would agree with that, but around here, we seem to weigh the postseason a lot, and I think this you know, contradicts that. It's more so you know, what kind of team you put together, and I think that Jay Johnson did a great job this year, so hopefully better things to come. But Citizens Bank brings the poll question each and every day. Big weekend plan, sir? Finals locked in? Maybe a little tequila? What do we got? No, we're, we're going to kick back a little bit this weekend. Last weekend got in the water a little bit, so I'll probably chill a little bit this weekend, watch some sports, hang out, not do anything too crazy. I'm doing a pedal pub tomorrow. I've never done this. It's downtown. You get on this, like, moving cart that you, like, pedal, I think, and then you got you to get some bring some drinks on there. Sounds fun. So we'll be doing that tomorrow. And I'll certainly be watching some Super Regional Baseball. I'm pulling for uh, pulling for Notre Dame and pulling for Louisville. Hope all the SEC teams fail miserably. Uh, I also think Southern Miss will beat uh, Ole Miss. Give me your pick for that one. They may have a game three on Monday, but Ole Miss, Southern Miss. Take them Bianco on the crowd. I'll take right, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, that'd be interesting. See if they can do it. If you missed the show, on demand, 1045ESPN.com or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Previewed some supers at the top of the show. Josh Pearson, uh, Tiger Outfielders, with us at 1215. Ryan Shemp, Angel Oak Homelands, was with us at 1230. And we gave you some stats about Oklahoma softball at the end of the first hour. They're worth going back and listening to. That team has the most ridiculous statistical anomaly I've ever seen. Uh, Trent Wittmeyer with the was awesome with us in the beginning of the second hour, so we appreciate him. little finals talk as well. Matt Moscone will drive you home from 3 to 6 on After Further Review. Musso and Mario coming at you with the early line. Have a great weekend. We're back Monday. It's Hunt and Hill.
This is Hunt and Hill on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. 